This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's hour one of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. What a massive sports weekend. Schottenheimer, OC of the Cowboys, Kyrie Irving coming to the Mavs. Let's discuss. General at your service. It's a travel Monday. After the show, we're heading uh, out to the airport. We'll be at Radio Row tomorrow. There's Brian Broaddus, former Cowboy Scout NFL executive. Lucius Alexander is in the pimp cup over there at Master Control here at 75 and Fitzhugh. And, of course, uh, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo. Carter Freeman coordinating your video, and along with you, we are the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. It was a lot to give up. I uh, I like that they did the trade. I don't know that it's going to end well. You know, uh, who knows? It's uh, why Kyrie Irving was available. But I love that they did it. I want to see where this goes. They gave up less than what Phil, what James Harden had to go for, right? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, if you think about things. I mean, you, you look at some of those trades for superstar players. And what they've gone for, Dallas gave up nothing, yeah. basically, to get this guy. Now, again, it's uh, it's one of those things where it's you know the situation could be a little treacherous yeah. along the way, but there if they don't make this move, this guy ends up with the Lakers. Who knows what happens? Any type of you know talking to people in the organization over there, they don't make this move. They're thinking you know our championship possibilities are probably dead there was no other move to make yeah and now you open up the possibility that the respect that um you know Kyrie and Nico have mutually and Jason Kidd and Kyrie have mutually can equate to the best version of Kyrie and you go on a really exciting run you know and I in the meantime I'm just excited about getting Kyrie on the court in a Mavs uniform He's one of my favorite players to watch. Just so smooth, so skilled, so aware. We've talked a lot about the basketball IQ needs yep. on this team. That's what they and, need. And he he just he has it times a thousand. Jason Kidd is the reason why I'm the most optimistic about this. I feel like this is Jason Kidd. He's the one that's making this thing go. His relationship with Kyrie. And that's why they probably feel comfortable. And you're absolutely right, the desperation part of this. This team probably wasn't going to win an NBA championship. We thought maybe with a player like Luka, you can get in and maybe you can have another fun run like you had last year. But realistically, are you going to the finals? Are you winning a title? No. A move like this, if things, right? And it's a big if with Kyrie Irving. Maybe the biggest if of all time, Walchuk. But if it can work out, you've now got arguably the best duo in the NBA. You've got the best backcourt in the NBA. This can be really, really fun, and I do think you trust Jason Kidd in this situation. A lot's going to come down to the player and the individual and Kyrie's mm-hmm. willingness to buy in. These are all things we'll never know, but I do love, as much as we kill Mark Cuban for maybe not wanting to go all-in for a championship, this is an all-in move to say what we had wasn't working, it wasn't good enough, we recognize this, let's, ma- let's get after it. 
Let's go make a gamble and a big risk of a trade. They did that, and now apparently, according to Shams, they're offering Christian Wood an extension. You're 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 likely going to get the best three months of Kyrie Irving is what you're likely going to get. He's running out of teams to go to. He's running out of NBA stops, the people that want him and things like that. So maybe he's got the Lakers he, didn't want him. Maybe he's auditioning to go to the Lakers. Yeah, I, I think all this could that, really work that, in the that, Mavericks. That's, that's yeah. exactly right. I, I I think you're going to get a guy that is motivated and wants to show people around the NBA that he's not that guy. I sure hope you're right, and I think this is the place for it. You mentioned Jason Kidd, Nico Harrison. I don't think that relationship can be understated either. I think it's about the player more than it is the relationships. The player's the one that's going to have to prove to everybody that he's not this malcontent. 100% it is. No question. I just think in terms of him being in a, in, a, in a place where he feels like he's got friends and legit relationships with these guys. He's well, he looked up to Jason Kidd for forever. I know, and that's why I, I'm not expecting it to work. Yeah. You're talking to me. You just said we're about to get the best three months in the world. So that means you're just banking on Kyrie Irving then. And kudos oh, to you for no, that confidence. No, no, I, I don't think I, anybody else on the planet's I'm got just, that confidence. My, 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 my experience with these kinds of things when you deal with these players that might be malcontents is that you usually will get the best out of them in these situations because they have got to prove they have got to prove to others that they're not the, the bad guy that they're not the devil on the basketball court or off the court it, it's 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 experience that I'm banking on and I think the Mavs are banking on the same thing they're thinking you know what we make this trade we keep them away from the Lakers Good for us. Yeah, but they can't be sure. You know, I, I think I think some of it is hope, you know, because with a guy this unpredictable, you don't know how it's going to work out for sure. I think it is a calculated risk. Um, I think they look at it like if it doesn't work out, and who knows, is it 50-50? That might be generous. It might be generous that everybody wants to continue with this relationship in four months from now saying it's 50-50. So what, what else could happen is it could start a rebuild. It right. could start getting contracts off of your books in in phase one. You're looking at it like it's Kyrie Irving or the franchise is in a dumpster. I think that's the wrong way to look at it. Mm-hmm. The way is it's Kyrie Irving or steps one and two in a teardown that could be continued this summer in order to create the kind of flexibility that the Mavs need to build. Like it's waving the white flag on this group. Like, hey, we're done here. Uh, this group's not going to get it done. We're going to rebuild. And on the way to rebuilding, we're going to take a calculated risk at a championship if Kyrie Irving does work in this context. Because the West is down, you know? Like, right now, is. nobody's taking over the West. I'm assuming when the playoffs start, the Golden State Warriors will rise to the top. But they might not be able to. They might get hurt no, again by the time they get there. They're dealing with a ligament injury. Yeah, they're guys yeah. out for, yeah, for a while. Yeah, I mean, this is fun. I mean, that's all that you can really bank on over the next couple of months is this is going to be fun. Your team is now a national headline sort of team. You have two dominant superstars on a night-in, night-out basis. You want to watch this team. And magic could come from it or disaster either way. It is going to be extremely entertaining there is an almost not a better or more weird feeling in the world than when your team especially one that you're not expecting when you get the woge bomb to your phone like when i got that yesterday it i was, was such it was an amazing feeling and you don't know how to feel especially with a guy like Kyrie. you're like oh my gosh this thing could go insane but it is going to be extremely fun now over the next few months with this mavs team and it really only completely screws them in a way if it goes haywire if they end up coming to a big agreement in the summer and yeah, then a year and then from now 
now and, thing, yeah. and then things can get weird on you because you've committed big money. But right now, you've punted on a 2029 second round pick or a first round pick. And then Dodo right now, okay, I got a superstar and I'm at least showing Luca. Hey, we're here. We're trying, bro. We're making yeah, moves. We're trying exactly to make things right. happen. That's we're not going to look stagnant. Yeah. The fact that you're you're showing to Luca, hey, we recognize things aren't good enough around you. We're making an effort. And if it doesn't work, then okay, we'll deal with with those afterwards with those yeah. issues. But we're we're showing you that we're willing. And I don't think they're flying into this like all reckless, taking on unnecessary risk. This is a team that like has hoarded talent. They didn't want to let Dorian Finney-Smith go. I mean, sure, Jalen Brunson went, but they've hung on to so many guys. And Spencer Dinwiddie is one of only two ball handlers they have. They're not going to give those players up unless it fits a big-picture strategy that does make a lot of sense. I just I, I I don't think the Mavs are making a huge mistake and if it if Kyrie does not bring them a championship that they're gonna be like, oh crap, what do we do now? I, I think they'll know exactly what, what to do now and it wouldn't be uh surprising at all if, you know, those things start to fall in place over the next couple of hours or days. You mentioned Shams uh re- reiterating that the Mavs have made a contract extension proposal to Christian Wood. That's a hell of a big three right there. If they can make it work. You know, there's such a strong initiative. I, I think you go to Kyrie Irving and Luca and Christian Wood and say, guys, we have the makings of something right here that should be unfreaking stoppable. Yeah. You know, and you go to everybody involved and say, it's a very unique opportunity to acquire talent like this. Can we make the most of it? And 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 who knows? Like uh, uh, four, six, nine, stop hating on Kyrie. Well, Kyrie has brought a lot of stuff onto himself. You know, by being unreliable, um, by being unfocused on basketball, that's not hating. Like, hating would be taking a guy who comes to work, ready to do his job and be a great teammate, and making stuff up about him. Nobody's making stuff up about Kyrie Irving. He just had the longest winning streak in the NBA. The Nets offered him an extension that wasn't perfect in his eyes. Because he's been unavailable and unreliable. They wanted some assurances of of his availability to give him all that money. And their request for assurances offended him, so he demanded out. Out of a championship situation with the Brooklyn Nets right now, he demanded out. Um, And it hasn't been good. He demanded out after winning a championship with LeBron James. That wasn't good enough. Boston wasn't good enough. Brooklyn with a big three wasn't good enough. So what we're not going to do here, I'll go out of my way to be fair to Kyrie Irving and talked about him as a basketball player, but what we're not going to do is pretend like he's been professional and hasn't let his teammates and the organization down at every stop that he's been at. Okay? We can be fair, but we can all, you got to be fair, hating on Kyrie Irving. Get out of here with that. The truckwreck.com fan text is open at 877-881. 1053. Let him know. I mean, he invited his he invited his best friend KD and convinced him to go to Brooklyn, and then even that is not enough for him. So well, he only played in like half the games anyway, you know, and then some of it was just his own, which yeah. we still don't even know why he didn't play last year for some of them. I mean, the guy is such an amazing talent, though. He's a very interesting mind. Um, and at times he considers ideas that the mainstream is going to find very offensive, and he'll he'll want to discuss them. Like, wow, this is interesting to me. Let's discuss it. The mainstream world says, you can't even talk about that, right? You can't even ask questions about that. 
uh, um, and he has shown that he's willing to consider any idea that is outside the box. And I think that gets him in trouble on social media where the thought police there are lurking around the corner to shut down a discussion that they don't deem anybody should be having. Um, I think he considers his role on the team differently than almost anybody where you know, I, I need to be happy. And maybe the, maybe he goes too far with the focus on my own mental health, you know, and doesn't consider his responsibility to the team nearly enough, um, especially if you're going to take that level of money. That's a commitment that you're like you're putting your signature on something. You know, that's a that's a handshake. That is a, a, a business contract. And the way that he's just. So iffy with that, I think is going to be offensive to a lot of people's work ethic, you know, and and honor and integrity gauge. Like all of this stuff is very real with Kyrie Irving, and I'm not here to tell you it's not, but it is super exciting right now because everybody's weird. Everybody's got ideas, you know. Um, Nobody gets along with everybody. Nobody's the perfect teammate. And on sports teams with 15 or 50 guys, there's a bunch of guys that don't get along. They're there to play the sport awesome and go home. And and now we have absolutely one of the best guys to, to do it here. Um, in, in today's game in Kyrie Irving with the maps. Okay, we got Brian Schottenheimer, official OC. Who's frustrated by this? Who loves it? Oh, he's not going to call the plays. He's just going to set up practice. We talked about this last week. You know, I mean, I, people on Twitter were asking me last week, who's going to be the OC? I said, it's Schottenheimer. So everybody's like, oh, no, but, you know, McCarthy's going to call. But right, McCarthy is going to call the plays. Schottenheimer is going to be responsible for the day-to-day operations of the meetings. This practice scripts, running practice, him, Mike Solari, whoever they hire at running back coach, those are going to be the guys that are responsible. They're just going to get everything ready for McCarthy to call the call the plays on Sunday and Monday. I, I think the influence that Mike has, there's certain things that he might want to put in there himself, but it's going to be likely Schottenheimer and them kind of preparing the meal and then McCarthy serving the meal. See, so that's why it matters. That's why it definitely matters because it's his playbook. Schottenheimer's well, giving well, McCarthy the playbook and it, saying, you can go call the plays, but this is my design. This is my philosophy. This is the menu you have to work for. Yeah, he, but see, that's with. what I'm saying. Well, McCarthy, he, Schottenheimer knows what McCarthy wants to do. So that's where, I mean, the influence of, you know, the influence of, uh, if people are worried about Brian Schottenheimer calling plays, that's not going to happen. Sure. It's, you know, I mean, you could, you could get, you could practice all week with plays and stuff like that. It's up to Mike which place he feels like. I mean, Schottenheimer's just say, hey, these are the plays we think are going to work this week. Where- yeah, I think, I think the influence is big, though, during the practice week because it's the opportunity to have a more creative passing game mind on board in an influential position. They're not interested in that. It, it'll matter if, in fact, that McCarthy practices. Well, and <laughs> it's, it's Schottenheimer, the creativity is not going to be on the, in the passing game. It's no. going to be in the running game. That's yeah. where his Well, him and Mike Solari, that's what they'll do. They'll come up with the way they want to run the ball. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and, and that's where I do think you'll see improvement because that was something that we complained about. The last two years at the end of the season was – what are you doing running the football? Why has all of a sudden your running game that was very good the first half of the season just fallen apart? And that's one thing that Brian Schottenheimer has proven that he's very good at with the inside zones and building off of that. He does develop a very good running game. Yeah, and I I, I do think there is a DAC component here as well. You know, I'm excited that we're going to run the ball more, uh, you know, even last year with them running the ball as much as they did with those passing principles, 
it wasn't working. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't be good against good defenses. So now instead of like Kellen Moore trying to show off his passing repertoire and his ability to design stuff and a lot of times failing at it, you're getting two guys now, Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer, that have a strong feeling like we need to take better care of Dak Prescott with a more efficient running game and then these quick passes, you know? Instead of asking Dak to sit back there and diagnose as the play is coming together uh, in the face of more and more pressure as his offensive line is weakening and his receivers are getting less and less capable, you're asking him to do more and more, and it backfired in pretty magnificent ways in the last two years in the biggest spots of the season. I think this is saying, hey, that's just not going to get it done, at least with this level of offensive line that, that we have. We need to go back in a direction of running the ball. I don't think m- many in the media are going to blow that trumpet loudly. I think, I think a lot of fans want it. They're like, oh, yeah, that's absolutely what this is. It's acknowledging Dak Prescott isn't a, a Patrick Mahomes type of quarterback. I think that's going to be good for their win probabilities um, and, uh, and playing complimentary football. And I, 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 I just I, I don't think I'm going to get it. But all these Dak homers that have been killing me for three years, this is a huge shot to your guy. This is a huge turning point for the organization. We can't play that kind of football and expect Dak to deliver results in the passing game. That's what Kellen Moore out. Why did Kellen Moore want to leave? He, we never heard Jack about Kellen Moore wanting to leave until what happened. They lost the season, and it's clear Jerry and Mike decided we're playing a lot more complimentary football. Screw this aggressive passing game stuff that Dak and Kellen Moore were talking about all season. That's when Kellen Moore wanted to leave. Nobody wants to leave the Cowboys. LA's nice. The Chargers are nice. But nobody wants to leave the Cowboys until they say, you can't pass it as much. And, 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 and I believe that's when Kellen Moore decided he was gone. G-Bag of the Day is coming up at 2.30. NBA reporter Nick Friedel, who covered Kyrie with the Nets, is next here. It's the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, sir. Welcome back, nation. Okay. um, The NBA today will have a trade deadline special Thursday uh, from noon to 3 Texas time. 
and uh, that's going to be on ESPN and continuing on ESPN2. And our next guest, uh, ESPN NBA reporter Nick Friedel, who covered uh, Kyrie with the Nets, will be a part of that coverage on uh, Thursday. And he joins us now here on The Fan. And a good afternoon, Nick. How the heck are you? It has been quite the 24-hour stretch, guys, Uh, (laughs) in a year full of Kyrie intrigue almost every single day. So uh, if I learn anything being around Kyrie, it's that you – expect the unexpected at all times why do you sound so happy <laughs> you sound, sound you sound like, like my boy tim mcmahon <laughs> you sound elated yeah it sounds like you just dumped all your burdens on mcmahon yeah mcmahon knows what he's getting into and he is uh not a happy camper i mean he's usually not a happy camper unless he's with maria but yeah. he is really not a happy camper now what are the chances Kyrie plays good basketball for the mavs over like the next five months do you think very good. I think he knows what's at stake here. He knew coming off that suspension when he returned that he couldn't be a distraction off the floor. And to Kyrie's credit, prior to a couple days ago, he delivered. I mean, he, he is still an incredible player. He is a very, very uh, talented guard offensively, the likes of which we really haven't seen Uh, much in this era. The guy's going to the Hall of Fame. The issue with Kyrie, guys, when you get into the Kyrie business, you know two things for sure. One, he's going to produce on the floor, and there are going to be nights you're like, I can't believe he just did that. That was unbelievable. And two, there's drama. There's always drama. In the moment right now for Dallas, I would soak in whatever happens over these next couple months because as history has shown us, The longer Kyrie stays in one place, the more the drama builds up. So that part is not going to change. But as far as Mark Cuban is concerned, it feels like the juice was worth the squeeze in this case because you have to hope that he can push Luka and the rest of that group to a different level. And that is the risk that you've got to take when you take this kind of swing. And I am excited short term. I just wonder, like, when they when when you guys say he'll be the best version of himself, but he also just demanded a trade in the same time period where he needs to be the best version of himself to increase his value, right? Oh, yeah, that that's part of the experience. <laughs> get ready okay all right <laughs> and just when you think that things are going good that's when you should really be prepared for things to start to slide off track but when you think things are all the way off track that's when he pulls you back in and he'll drop 35 on somebody and you think oh here we go you know they're rolling so the it's it's the most fascinating character Kyrie is that I've covered in my 15 years covering the league but for all the good things that he brings, I, having watched the way that this net situation has imploded and knowing that Kyrie is at the center of so many things that have burst within this group over the last few years, I, I was surprised that Cuban made the move that he did here. Well, Nick, you covered Kyrie, obviously, with his buddy and Kevin Durant. How do you think that the fit will be with him and now Luca? Great players always find a way with other great players. They know, and I'd say this about Kevin and Kyrie, they knew that they could trust one another on the floor. Late in games for the Nets this year, 
it was Kevin came down the floor and he took a shot. And then the next time down, uh, Kyrie took a shot. And when they were looking for each other, when things got really rough and the game was close, they were really only passing to each other. So I think from an offensive standpoint, it will work because those two are great players, future Hall of Fame players who will find a way to make it happen. Having said that, and it is a big but here, I don't know who the hell plays defense on that Mavericks team, especially when you trade away uh, Dorian Finney-Smith and what he provides on the wing. So for as much hope as Kyrie brings in excitement, understandably, from the fan base, you're supposed to build teams to win titles. And I don't see with the construction, unless they make another move here in the next few days, how anybody could realistically believe that this Mavs team will be able to play defense at a high enough level for this to ultimately pay off. But that's why they play, and we're going to find out here in the next few months. But that, to me, it's not so much the fit with Luka. That will take some time, and, and there will be some growing pains. It's who is going to defend night after night in those postseason games. Nick, what did Jock Vaughn do to kind of keep this thing on track? It started off so poorly for the Nets, and then Jock came in, had the interim tag, got the you know became the head coach there. What was he able to do? Is there any insight you can give us on that? I think the biggest key is that Jock had been here for multiple years and had built up his own relationships with the players. So once he took over for Nash – there was a feeling from the players that, hey, we can't let this guy down. He's poured everything he has into this team and into us. There was a respect uh, there all along. But for as much credit as Jacques deserves, and guys, uh, he's the one that when things were rolling said, hey, you don't need to come to shoot-arounds. You don't have to show up for practices every day if you don't want to. I want you to focus on – the 30 or 35 minutes you're playing night to night, and that was specifically geared to uh, Kevin and Kyrie, of course. What I would tell you is Jacques deserves a bunch of credit for getting them back on track. At the same time, Kevin and Kyrie are always going to be the ones who set the tone for themselves and everybody else. And I know that Kyrie coming back off that suspension in November was thinking, hey, not only do I have to show the rest of the league I can still play at a high level, but – I have to show the rest of the league that I can abide by the, the rules that my team has in place because I want that next contract. So uh, there are a lot of different uh, layers there, as there always are when you add superstars to the mix. But to me, it's much more about what Kevin and Kyrie did when they looked in the mirror than what Jacques or anybody else in the organization might have said or did in the meantime. How important is the Nico Harrison-Jason Kidd relationship that he's already got? Uh, but- in terms of Kyrie and those guys? I think it's really important, but I tell you this, guys, we hear this at every stage. (laughs) Like, oh, man, Kyrie's so excited to be in in fill-in-the-blank place. (laughs) And over time, the relationships deteriorate. What what did we keep hearing last summer? Oh, man, Kevin and Kyrie, they can't do anything uh, without one another. that, That bond is too strong. Well, Kevin asked for a trade last summer, and now Kyrie asked for and got a trade in the moment. So uh, those narratives are all cool, and 
I don't doubt that Nico Harrison and, and Kidd have a relationship with Kyrie that they think will help make this all work. That's great now. I'd say talk to me in a year or so if he's still on this team and let me know how everything is going because there are going to be plenty of people in Brooklyn. There are going to be plenty of people in Boston, and there are plenty of people in Cleveland still who say, just give it time, set your watch. It's only a matter of time before everything starts to disintegrate. ESPN's Nick Friedel, thank you so much for your time and insight, sir. Have a, a great week. All right, you got it. Have a good one, guys. Thank, thank you, sir. sir. All right, uh, it is time now for the G-Bag of the Day. Into the Pimp Cup we go. Here's LA. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. Hope everybody had a great, fantastic weekend and all that good stuff. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It was good. Uh, my Saturday was a little too busy. <laughs> a little too busy. <laughs> a lot going on, man. A lot going on, Fanboy bro. got wild. Yeah. Weather uh, came around yesterday, though. We it were did. outside. We were hooping in the driveway yeah, again. It did. Yeah, 48 for hours after a, a winter freeze. It was unreal. Yeah, for you. It was fun. You were hooping in the driveway? Yeah, I was hooping. Yeah. Well, who was your competition? Well, uh... I'm, I just want to know how serious he got because you know you you know you're uh, a man of a certain age. Abby. I'm playing the I'm playing the part of uh, an oversized sixth grader. Okay, I yeah. get it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't want your ACL to snap I'm, like a breadstick. It, it might, it might. I was on skates you know, a couple I, of times I, last I night. Know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm hoping that's the worst it gets. I know. Like your mind be like, oh, do this, do this. Body say, oh. <laughs> one out of every ten reps, it feels amazing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All right. Our winner from last time is a woman who wants this man to stop trying to holler at her girlfriend. So she went to the man, man to man, to talk about it. Everybody should have known. After, I, after we talked, man, after we talked, why, why would you keep inboxing her? Why you keep texting her? What's that about, bro? It's nothing. After you told me that was your shorty, I fell back. It was that simple. Man, listen to this. I respect y'all relationship, and I'm going to leave it at that. The whole thing was, when I seen her, I didn't know she was with you. What do you mean? She had a dress on. You said you're talking to me man to man. Now I'm confused. <laughs> you're, you're being funny. <laughs> There's a lot going on in that one. Yeah, There's a lot going on. Yeah, you're being wow. funny. Wow. <laughs> Fascinating. She was talking tough, too. Listen to me when I talk to you. Yeah. Listen to me when I talk to you. All right, let's see. Uh, we got a pastor. Yes, it was church day, folks. We got a pastor that says if his wife finds a better man than him, then we should both date him. <laughs> That we leave with each other. And I told my wife, wherever you go, I'm going. Because if you can find a man who can treat you better than I treat you, then we all need to be living together. Hallelujah. So we're going to get three beds in that bad boy. Because I'm going to be right there, up, there, up, at you. If he can treat you better, we all need to be with him. <laughs> Ain't get too many amens on that. <laughs> I got three minutes, y'all. I got three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Y'all ain't feeling this. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you tip your ushers. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a couple polite claps like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah wrap it. Okay, on the next one. Pastor yeah. must be tired, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, uh, shout out to Little Red Mumford. 
send me this right here. Uh, Seahawks kicker Jason Myers, you know, the Pro Bowl situation, the skills oh, competition. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were doing, like, target practice with punting. Uh-huh. But Myers was, like, way off. It was just to the left, <laughs> one to the right. So here goes RG3 taking shots. Hmm. Myers now here for the NFC. All right, come on, kick. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. Is that Brett Maher? <laughs> Say, bro. What? Say, bro. I'm sorry. My bad. Today, too How soon. about them Cowboys? Yeah. My, bad. Too soon. my bad. My bad. That's too soon. Way too soon. Wow. <laughs> my man just sit at the house, you know. I want to see what the Pro Bowl talking about today. Uh, Random uh, shots of him. We were yeah. all cracking the same jokes when uh, we're missing our PATs. Oh, Fan yeah, Bowl. that's true. Fan Bowl. <laughs> the Maharati got us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, honey, I think I'm finally over the the missed field uh, extra points. It's time to turn on the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I can sit back and relax with the family. Woo. That's not Brad Maher. Nah, you got to hang out in Iceland for a while. Yeah. Let it blow over. Let's see what else I got for you boys. Oh, this is for Broadus. You ever heard of Cooking with Cajun? Cooking with Cajun? A little cooking show. Yeah. Yeah, a little cooking show right there. Some Cajun boys talking yeah. about cooking right yeah. here. They're cooking red beans and rice. Okay. With ham hocks. They need them. Some smoked turkey. <laughs> okay. And there's something else, a very special ingredient you have to have. Listen to this. What we cook today. Well, I'm going to be honest. About 5 o'clock, we're laying in bed this morning. My wife said, you know what I really want today? It's some red beans and rice with ham hock and smoked sausage. Just like this. A little bit of hot sauce. And I ain't but one thing that goes good with this. And I don't care where you're from or what you got going on. Red beans and rice, you got to have that motherfucking cornbread. Red beans and rice, hot sauce, smoked sausage, ham hock, and motherfucking cornbread. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> That's a good one. Bro, he's not wrong. Bro. Man. Not wrong. Cajun Bro. cooker sold me there at the end. Might get Bro. a sub yeah. from me. Make yeah. it taste more better. Yeah. <laughs> Is it the Cajun cookers? Is it RG3 taking shots at uh, Jason Myers? And Brett Fire, uh, Brett. Oh, Brett Maher. I'm sorry, dude. I didn't say the V. I didn't say the V part. Brett Fire. That's all I said. Brett Fire. We're good. Preacher man having a rough day. Oh crap. What's wrong? Oh, you got another one? I I, I did. I forgot to label it. Hold on, man. Shoot. Hit it. (laughs) Hit it. I love a good late edition. Watch me vote for it, dog. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sean was struggling with something right here. Yes. Sean Sharif. I love. I love watching uh, the virginity being taken of wow. the young guys. Uh, they, mark. Don't mark that. Taking it all. Don't back. know. <laughs> uh, wow. I meant like radio wow. new. Yep. New the young guys. Yep. New. <laughs> Honestly, don't use that. That's no, like. Please use it. That's like. That's like Chris Hansen. Born from that <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you got to explain that, man. You can't even play around. Wow, that is fantastic. Well, I, I will say we do perform better uh, when we have an audience. Well, Chuck, it's that's, very that's true. The truth. Uh, I'll, we'll text Sean our room number when we land later tonight. Oh, and he can we he can get my y'all still keep in touch with the, the virginity people? You guys, Facebook or something? Give them a like every once in a while. Do you see them? Oh yeah, All yeah. Mine is still hanging around, bro. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm not like a bad person in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Look at how y'all looking at me. Screw great y'all. memories, bro. They got great memories. Yeah, you know. 
Actually, right, I'm with you. Man. I think it's adorable. Nah, 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 you look too much. You're blushing I right said now. too much on the microphone. <laughs> I recently found out my uh, parents have started watching the show again, which I think is a good sign, guys. Okay, thank okay, you. Okay, they really like you guys. Okay? You oh, got a big wow. thumbs up from Cole and Linda. Yes! Love you, Cole and Linda. So I might, be a, I might be a little less of an oversharer here as we move into the future. Oh, okay. Is it Sean was struggling? <laughs> is it discussions between a stud and a possible side man? Is it the preacher man? Is it RG3? Is it the Cajun Cookers? I don't know, Chief, you start the voting. Sharif. Uh, the Cajun Cookers. We're tied at one, Woolchuck. Virginity. Brian? Cajun Cookers. Oh, my goodness. We're tied at two. Is it the Cajun Cookers or is it Sean was struggling? You know what? You guys decide. I'll go ahead and vote for RG3, creating a two-way tie at two. The Cajun Cookers or Sharif. Jump on to at Nation's Twitter account. We'll create an Insta poll. You can vote on this. Uh, while we're at break, and then we're coming back with Krusty's Corner, sir, where is the subject matter today? Yeah, could Kellen Moore take these three Cowboys? We'll talk about those guys next. Welcome back. It is the G-Back Nation here. Time now for Krusty's Corner. Congratulations to Sean Sharif, a line that I'm sure he's very proud of. boy, Sean. boy. He won by a 4-1 to ratio on at G-Bag Nation. Thanks to everybody for voting on that and following us. We're following you right back as we speak. It is time now for Krusty's Corner. Here's the king of the Krusty's brought us. Thank you very much, General. Appreciate that. You got um, it. I tell you what, it's, uh, it's kind of, man, it, yesterday was crazy with the whole thing with, uh, with Kyrie and all that that was going down. I mean, I was like wild but uh dude i'm telling you there's no better feeling than the, the woge bomb and it's your team he's here yeah. he just landed he could be listening right now oh Kyrie, well, yep. welcome getting ready to take that physical baby let's welcome, go welcome 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 the whirlwind of breaking news was awesome and, and thanks to you know alec medford and kg who were in studio hosting it all as ca too yeah, yeah ca several people yeah. called in yeah. and you know they did a nice job. They really, really did. I think everybody did a good job handling that. All right. Well, uh, I know I teased about uh, some uh, some potential Cowboys that could end up with Kellen Moore. But uh, I wanted to ask you guys first, uh, are you guys a fan of curling at all? No, I think it's Cur- I think it's stupid. You think you it's know? a stupid yeah. sport? <laughs> yeah. You just you it mean you just you want nothing to do with curling. Correct. Yeah, it's on it's on TV and it's it's good for jokes. Yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's good for jokes. I'll pop it on during the Winter Olympics on occasion. Otherwise, I don't pay attention to it. More of a luge guy at the Winter Olympics. The luge. Yeah, the luge the skeleton. Is unbelievable. The, 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 yeah. face, the luge. Face, face first or feet first? Bob face sled. first into the luge every uh, yeah, time. Yeah. I think Sharif enjoys the two-man luge. <laughs> he does. The sounds of things. <laughs> well, he likes watching it for sure. <laughs> yeah. He's a voyeur. He is the watcher of the luge. <laughs> All right. Well, if, would it would it would it interest you if if uh, if Peeping an NFL, Sharif. if an, <laughs> sorry peeping Sean <laughs> peeping. those little tiny hands on the window pane. Oh man, <laughs> man, those hands found uh, a way to beat Waldchuck at Fanball too. He, I'm surprised. It's funny. He he. He, he, everybody talks about him. I'd really noticed them the other day. I, I so it's like yeah. the first time because he was standing next to me. He was doing something, and I looked down in his hands. I stumpy. I had him on it the jumps ropes. out at you. Dude. I'm just like, whoa, those really are small hands. It's crazy. But uh, did, he catch, did you like? Did he catch you like looking in his eyes or something like that? No, 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 no. So he's looking no, down no. at the hands. He's looking back at you in the no, eyes. Like, no, say, man, no, feeling uncomfortable next about this. You know, he just waves them. And I you just, get mesmerized. I think this I was, is personal to me. I think I was handing him a drink, and I just noticed. I was worried that. Do I have to put my other hand on the drink so oh. it doesn't go through? Oh. You got to hand that thing, baby. I was, I was thinking, do I have to Two give hands. it? Two hands. Do I have to give it an assist? Like, you know, oh, you don't put drop a lid it. on it or you something don't, just don't in case. It. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Two little handles on the side. <laughs> <A> sippy cup. <laughs> hey, Sean. 
But uh, okay, would you be interested in? Uh, would you be interested in uh, curling if I told you there was an no. NFL athlete involved in curling? Yeah, no. I'd, I'd be a little bit more interested. I want to know how it went. Overly. Let me read a story about it. All right, uh, just real quick then. I'll just tell you, Jared Allen. Remember the defensive end from the Minnesota okay, Vikings? Okay, now I'm in. Hall of Fame go. finalist. Is he yeah. still? Is he still doing his his old yeah, fashioned old fashioned rodeo rodeo stuff? Hmm. Well, Jared Allen is is on a quest to make the U.S. Olympic curling team, and he happened to him and his partner Jay, uh, Jason Smith. They beat the 2018 Olympic gold medalist. John Smith on Sunday at the U.S. Championships. That's incredible. So here's Jared Allen. He is uh, he is totally immersed himself now into uh, into curling, and he took down the uh, he took down the 2018 gold medalist in the Olympics. And so you give a real athlete a couple months, couple years. Yeah, he's the champ. Well, this, that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I'll just finish Dual up with sport, man. Yeah, I'll finish he's up coming up. for the cornhole guys next. Yeah, he's his team was ranked 89th, 89th in the in the world by the uh, you know hmm. so his his by the World Curling Federation. And this real quick here, I'll say this. He said, "I thought curling was going to be a lot easier than it was, but I'm one of those guys who once I start something, I'm going to see it through. Our goal is at the nationals is to beat as many teams as possible and see where we land. So, uh, good luck." Uh, to uh, to Jared Allen, and hopefully that uh, he will be able to uh, have. So his... hold on, he just beat the 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 world the American champions, and yeah. he said it's he thought it was going to be easier. I know yeah. that's what's so funny. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I really thought that I could just wake up one day and arrive at the Olympics because yeah. this sport is bull bleep and everybody knows it. Well, Found it... out that I do actually have to practice for about thirty minutes a week, and I can be in the nationals. <laughs> Well, he was ex- yeah. He, That's thirty minutes more than he was anticipating. Yeah, he's on a yeah. I would say your hunch is confirmed, sir. <laughs> man, he took down the Olympic the Olympic gold medal. I think it's, it's, it's I think it's amazing. impressive. I'm not going to belittle it. Ima- Brian. Imagine Great. what an I, offensive I thought, player could do. Yeah, I thought <laughs> somebody with some real skill. Yeah, okay. Uh, we know right. what Brady's doing now. Yeah, exactly. He's taking picks. He's going pick for pick with people, posting thirst traps. He's did you see Brady? Trapping. Did we all see Brady in his underwear today? Hell yeah! Did yeah. everybody see right, that? Can I ask what what was up with that? No, he. <laughs> no, the son. The son wasn't part of this one. Thank God, bro. <laughs> it was the single longest father-son kiss I've ever seen. Five years ago, Tom versus Time Facebook. Oh, just, just ridiculous. This wasn't good. Uh, yeah, what was that all about? The under? Did somebody else do this? Is was it? Somebody hit him up and said, "Hey, you said that you would do this if you got a certain number of likes or retweets, oh, and oh, so, so he, he did it. So he did. Okay, I see what he's doing here. All right." The real story here, uh, possibility of guys going on uh, with uh, with our guy Kellen Moore, and tell me if you if these are guys you think would be realistic options, or would you be disappointed if the Cowboys didn't bring these guys back? The first one that they that they were talking about, and this is from Galvino Borquez. He writes in the. Uh, he sounds like a real person. He is Galvino Borquez. It's one of Bradas's favorites. It's like a forward soccer. But uh, he he says uh, the first guy he says is that Kellen Moore should bring to the Chargers is Noah Brown. Take him. Yeah, no. <laughs> no make him make him a focal no, point of the no, offense, man. Yeah, move over Keenan, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Well, I find another receiver to block and play special teams. Well, this is what they were saying. He says he says the main element of that the Chargers need is a uh, wide receiver is speed. And they feel like they could add that through the draft. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I hope yeah, they're not going to know yeah. Brown for but, speed. But to your he's, point, he's bringing it. To your point, Zach, you were saying during the break, 
Keenan Allen could be a cap casualty. There. Yes. And so they're saying that Brown was coming off a very productive season as a pro where he had 43 catches, 74 targets, 12, uh, almost 13 yards a catch for 555, three touchdowns. Can you imagine if we get a, ourselves a hell of a Noah Brown comp pick because somebody thinks he's going to add some free agent value? They pay him a bunch of money. I, I, I Who knows? Very well but I, I would love, be genuinely surprised if we hear Noah Brown signing with so-and-so team within the first seven days of free agency going down. Me, and if I'm wrong, well. if Ian Rappaport in the first 48 hours and, and Garofolo and those guys are on NFL Network breaking Noah Brown news, I'll, I'll, put, I'll put a little something on the line oh, yeah. okay. for seven right, days, seven days of, of Noah Brown not signing with a team. I'm all in on Keenan Allen, though, if he gets uh, cut. Could be. That dude's a hell of a player. Next one, he said, was quarterback Cooper Rush. Back up. Don't they have Chase Daniel? Chase Daniel and Easton Stick are set to be free agents in March, and it could be difficult to see a scenario where they are brought back. Instead, it would make sense for the Chargers to bring in somebody well-versed in more system. Okay. Rush was 4-1 and one as a Dallas starter. So, would you guys be disappointed in losing Cooper Rush to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers? No. No, I'd be fine. Honestly, let's do a uh, let's do the old switcheroo. Let's do the the a good old fashioned Chase, Chase Daniel homecoming. You got to overpay for that guy though. No, nah, maybe not anymore. Hometown discount. You should look and see he's the contract. He's made so much bag already. I know. Him and Mad Schaub are like he one of the greatest finessers of all time. It's impressive. All right, I might see if this one might get you. The other two didn't see. I, I thought you guys would be more on Kellen on a Cooper Rush. No. I'd like to bring no, him I'm back, right. but I'm not going to overpay to do so. If the Chargers, if it ends up being a bidding war, it's like, go ahead, leave. All right. How about this one? Connor McGovern. Yeah. He started the season with uh, uh, Jameer uh, Seiler at left guard next season is viewed as the likeliest option, but filling that void with someone who's starting experience at the position like McGovern could be more appealing. McGovern was efficient as a pass blocker, allowing only 22 pressures and two sacks on 486 pass-blocking snaps. McGovern was also a fixture in the Cowboys' rushing attack. He had his own wrinkle as a fullback, tight end, and even as a wide receiver. Additionally, McGovern can play center in a pinch. Is that a must-sign back? Is Connor McGovern a kind of a... I think that's really good depth, you know. And the the different ways they use him, it's it's only a must sign though if you don't plan on drafting somebody in the first two days at that position, you know. So that kind of it, it is it's an option for them. If if you bring back Connor McGovern, then you're freed up to take best player available. I think on the first couple of days a little bit more. He's the guy I'd most like of all the guys you've listed. He he's the guy I'd most like back. Mm-hmm. But I, I do imagine. With how hard it is to come by solid offensive linemen, just decent offensive linemen, which is McGovern, somebody's probably going to money whip him in a way that the Cowboys won't want to match. Yeah, I think he's going to end up being too expensive. And uh, there's a there could be a guy there that you like, maybe at 26 even. Let me ask you this real quick, and I'll ask you the question because you know the guy. And this is just a real quick draft question about that. Did you like Osiris Torrance from Florida? Not a super athletic dude. But he, I, I mean, he's a solid player. Like at yeah. 26, if they if you that's needed a guard, I'd take him, and I wouldn't be upset about it. Okay, 6'5", 347 pounds. Yeah, that's he's, he's, he's a solid. But I like uh, Cody Malk more from North Dakota State. He's there the guy go. that I draft. Sure. And he's also going can play center, I believe. There you go. You've been talking about that quite a bit. Absolutely. All right, Thanks. thank you, guys. Appreciate thank you, it, man. Thank you, King. Okay, so, uh, sports phone call reactions at 877-881-1053. Uh, Schottenheimer on the Cowboys. 
Kyrie Irving coming to the Mavs. What's the bigger story in your sports world, and what do you think needs to be said about it? The phone lines are open for you at 877-881-1053, and we're back in the nation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 